Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. the podcast where we come up with ideas for your role-playing games so you don't have to. I'm Zang C. Weber. <laughs> I sound different this week. It's a cold, I swear. I'm actually Dom Guilfoyle and I am taking over for Zane this week because, you know, it's fun to mix things up. It's fun to keep things fresh and uh, I, I swear Zane won't be harmed till we return to you in due course <laughs> if, if Zane behaves. All right, uh, this week we have our regular host. We have before us the one, the only. I'm Don Gilfoyle. Gil- uh, Gil- I can't even say your it's, name right. It's Dog Gilfoyle. It's Dog. <laughs> you might know him from Dog the Bounty Hunter. It's uh, Tully Grimley. It's Tully Grimley. Hello. He's tongue-tied. Yes, very badly it seems. Yes, and we have this week, we have two guest hosts this week. On my right, we have. This is right. I'm Brooke. Hello, I'm here. With, I was here once before. Sorry. To I, be I, back, I didn't say that you hadn't been here before. I merely said that you were a guest. Okay. Oh no, that was me prefacing for the listeners. Return at home, guest apologizing. host. Apologizing. It's Brooke, and uh, in a, a sec unprecedented, a second guest host this week. We have Jack. Yep, I'm returned as prophesized. Oh my god, the, it's it's all happening. <laughs> Getting the gang back together, or something. This group of people hasn't actually been in the same room before at the same time, but you know, let's retcon it. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> welcome to Hooked. This is the show where we come up with some fun, cool, wacky, or perhaps not so wacky ideas for your role playing games, and we do it in the form of a magic trick or something like that. First. We have the pledge where we each give you a sort of an, in, a little spark, a bit of intrigue, a bit of a starting place for your storyline. And then we go to the turn where we expand upon that a bit, flesh it out. And then finally the prestige where we give it that final little bit of spice where it becomes a truly great role-playing experience and also a role-playing experience instead of just a weird little story with a lot of details missing and no characters. And we come up with these ideas basically on the spot, improvised off the top of our heads with inspiration coming from a randomly selected Magic the Gathering card and a randomly generated word. But before we get to any of that, I just feel I feel isolated. I feel alone. I just I want to reach out and make a connection with my fellow human beings. Tully Grimley, can you help me with this? Can you help me? Can you help me get to know the people around this table? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so I'm not sure if you're familiar with the concept of a of a favoured enemy. This is some, something that you are particularly good at facing off against. I want to know your real life favoured enemies. 
uh, mine is mine is turfs. Turfs. Uh, I, have, I have in fact been banned from Twitter for fighting with turfs. Oh, I, I thought you <laughs> meant the grass. <laughs> I just I just peg rocks at my feet. Sometimes I hit my feet. It's embarrassing, but yeah, just astroturf. It just makes my blood boil. Yeah, Dom and, actually slew Sir Walter. Yeah, um, it yeah. was not pretty. Yeah, I, uh, and also don't get me started on trans exclusionary radical feminists. That's also something yeah. I'm not a fan of. I've had the same thing happen to me. I was banned from banned from Twitter. Um, went to free speech jail because of a turf joke I made. Nice. I said on Twitter, um, "It's a, it's funny that they call them turfs because they want to run them over with my lawnmower." Nice. Um, yeah. And that got mm-hmm. me, yeah. that got me banned for a week. Um, on suspended. Oh, I got suspended a few times. Oh, uh, but no, finally banned partly because I was just really harassing Graham Linehan a lot. Oh, that's just I, that's, that's, actually that's your moral duty. That unfolding, it yeah. was wild. That's your moral duty, my friend. Yeah. Brooke, <laughs> uh, I've, we've just gone back to university, so I'm I'm going to say first years. Uh, I'm a third year student doing a bunch of first year classes because I'm an idiot who fucked a course schedule up. Look, um, I've, I've, I did the same yeah, thing. It's yeah, it's disgusting, but I have learnt that I'm very good at asserting my dominance nice. over first years. I would have I said think they're all into it. Back when I was at UQ, <laughs> I would have said. Uh, more specifically, uh, the people who are trying to give you the flyers for the U Politics societies around the union election times. Those yep. guys can fuck off. Mm-hmm. As as somebody currently involved in student <laughs> politics, yeah, hi. Uh, yeah, hate them. Yeah, they <laughs> suck. Yeah. And what about yourself, Tully? Um, about myself. I also, sorry, Jack was. Yeah. yeah, sorry, Jack was a bit of a side one as well. Oh, um, um, I'm uh, cockroaches. I reckon. Like, mm-hmm. I reckon mm-hmm. I've gotten really good. At like knowing the psychology of a cockroach. Yeah, sure. I was down in Adelaide recently, and the cockroaches there are like two times as slow as the ones in Queensland. Like we've got some really high tier cockroaches, and that I feel sense. like I feel yeah. like I've gotten to this point where like I can I can take one on. You know, the, 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 it's like the, combat. You know, I feel like Conan the Barbarian yeah. after I get yeah. one. It's nice. Like, the, the South Ameri- the South American, yeah, that's what I meant to say. The South Australian cockroaches, you know, they live in the lap of luxury. They've got they're, <laughs> they're drunk on the lovely wine of the Barossa Valley. Yeah. I learned to say Barossa. Yeah, maybe yeah. that's where that is. I'm poor. It I is. don't know. I don't drink wine. <laughs> or go places. Yeah, they they they're just dawdling on their way to one of Adelaide's many churches. They're not like the Mad Max motherfuckers we have in Brisbane, no, Australia. No. Yeah, I'm swearing a lot more than Dane usually does. Because I'm bringing my own spice oh, to this edgy. show. Oh, it's edgy. It is. Yeah. It's got a this ain't your mama's hooked. <laughs> <laughs> and back to Tully. Uh, I'd have to say call center support staff. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's it's like it is honestly like making a deal with the devil. You've got to make sure that the, the terms are set out in exactly the way you need, so that you know exactly what you need to do and what they're going to do for you. And you get it in writing, and you're sorted. They're like but a genie in that. It, they're, they're like a genie. <laughs> yeah. They're yeah. like genies. Yeah, exactly. Um, like often, I found myself I'm calling uh, like a call center person, and I just like one of my I see the monkey's paw on my mantle curling. I'm like, damn it! I've like I'm, it's going to be twisted in some way. No. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I'd say I'd say call center support stuff. Well, I'm actually friends with a couple of people who work in call center support, and uh, they probably suck at it. So yeah, <laughs> just based on their personalities, they're probably a nightmare. Okay, now let's get on to the game. Uh, a short little while ago, these wonderful people were given their card, their Magic the Gathering card that they are working off, they are inspired by. It is Clockwork Beast, drawn by Drew Tucker. It is an artifact creature of six colourless mana, zero four. And when Clockwork Beast comes into play, it gets some 
uh, counters on it uh, in an end of combat when clock See, when we do this blocked, bit, yeah. I never understand what any of this means. I understand it well enough that I've uh, that I tend to, in some cases, I've taken inspiration from its mechanical meaning for where my story goes. Oh, that's some metagame shit. I've I've played Magic the Gathering once. I've played Magic Gathering a couple of times, and I like I beat one of the people that tried it to, that taught it to me. And it was like, oh, you 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 know you just drew you know you got lucky. You got you had good cards, and it's like, yeah, we drafted Ben. I drafted better than you too. Anyway, it has the it has the what numbers flex. plus one and plus zero on it. Why why are you adding zero? What's the point of a plus well, zero? Attack plus and defense. One, the, oh, yes, the the plus one uh, is the attack. Uh, the okay, zero so is its, its defense. A, okay, yes, it's exactly. a whole thing. Right, that makes sense. What do we think of this card art? It's an interesting one, isn't it? Mm, mm. It's, yeah, mm-hmm. it's stylish. I yeah. really like this one. Yeah, it's, it's got some early, like you said, early sort of twentieth century vibe about it. Yeah, very futurist or something or. I, I, Dataism or something. I described it as Picasso meets Transformers, and I stand by that. <laughs> <laughs> it it very much looks like uh, a beast made out of scraps of mm. sheet metal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's mm. a, it's a good one. I like it a lot. And our word is reflection. Random is like a word. Each player, all the player, sure, cool. host. This is a game. This is just a <laughs> we game have to, to fight me. to death now. That, that's a, that's the after show. Each player also has a randomly selected card with a different concept or thing on them, like such as NPC, magic item, spell effect, that sort of thing, which they can also choose to incorporate. We call that hard mode. And now let's play Hooked. Da-da-da-da. Who wants to go first? I, I got evil NPC. I feel like I really lucked out on this one. It seems very, very straight to the point. Sure. Um, I mean, I, the situation I see this bad boy in is just like... You you walk up to uh, a uh, I don't does metal exist in Dungeons? It does now. Metal now exists in Dungeons and Dragons. It's I, it's a role playing game. Heavy yeah. to do what you want with like, like the, the musical genre. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No. I'm think I'm seeing like you said scrap metal, and that's exactly what I'm picturing is like just like a, a junkyard mm. of what looks like pieces of metal and scrap. Um, but as you approach, like these creatures just unfurl and they sort of start mm. romping around like a. Like cars, but also kind of a lion. Um, I've got evil NPC <laughs> written here. I can see, I can see these things being hunted for sport for their parts. Like I'm oh. just picturing these uh, these big metal creatures that are you know taken down and then stripped clean, kind of scrap gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also mm. like, I think you could use them in farming. I imagine they would like shit nuts and bolts. <laughs> like this <laughs> is. So that means that they digest. You'd have to feed them something. You have to cultivate what them. What would like- you? Well, you've got to feed them metal for that, so I'm assuming they're eating each other. <laughs> oh, now they're cannibals. No, I mean, we could figure that out later. But yeah, like, I think there's, pledge, but I think there's a lot. Of, yeah. yeah, I mean, really, I'm just describing what's on the card. I'm yeah, not doing anything interesting here. Well, you're, you're adding that it's a kind of livestock. That's mm, an interesting yeah. one. It's it's all, it's a combination of nature and mechanical form, yeah. something like that. Mm. Like that. All right, who wants to go next? I had here. Um, well, I had dungeon. Here and I often think that you know, in lots of tabletop games we do, we have you know it's Dungeons and Dragons, mm-hmm. and we think about dungeons and dungeons are just places that you kind of move through, but we don't think of them as like places with utility and a history to them. Like, why mm-hmm. are these things here? Mm-hmm. What was this thing used for? And it's somewhat abandoned. I think of this sort of this this uh, thing that I see being in a dungeon and not being a force that's there to sort of. Uh, you know, harm the party. It's not there to attack them. It's more so some sort of uh, automaton that is almost like a key 
that they need to escort this automaton as it sort of moves through and starts unlocking different parts so, of this. Do we want to frame these in uh, a pledge in more, in a story manner, or are we going to go a little more mechanically? It's up to you. This is like who's, I, 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 would, I could. Who's I could hosting fr- here? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's totally fine. Like, yeah, like it's just it's the pledge. Like we we can build on it from there. You've got kind of a like like some sort of mechanical creature that is yeah yeah, and, and you know it, we're talking from a mechanical way. You could the the the, the fight is more so about following this thing, keeping mm. up with it, and also defending it if there's other things that are trying to stop it. Do you know? It's mm. like those sort of mm. escort mission things can often feel kind of, I think, in a video game, can feel really not very fun, mm. not not very interesting. But I think in a tabletop game, because you have you as the as the DM can have a bit more control and a bit a little bit yeah. maybe more leniency to your players. Yeah. Mm. It could actually be interesting and you could see some behavioural quirks around this machine. Or know? maybe the maybe the machine it's kind of impervious, but they just need to be near it. Yeah. Like they need to be near it and monsters are attacking it's just like well we have it's it's moving slowly let's just survive yeah yeah exactly yeah they could, it's 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 a force that they need to kind of it's instead of having where all the players are just like you're in an environment and just wait for them to leave yeah. you as that as as uh, using the old railroad can just like it's moving you better start getting <laughs> moving too yeah, like could be used in that sense right. and finally we have Thule. yes so i have here settlement so I want you to, to imagine you're walking in to a city and it is just... It's Adelaide. Yeah, it's just <laughs> Adelaide. There's, 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 there's churches everywhere. There's, like a, there's kebab places on there's every corner. There's one that's red and one that's blue and everyone has an oh. opinion on which one's correct. Um, but the wine. <laughs> Go on. So you walk into this town and on it's seemingly every surface. Uh, there's foundations built of, of wood and stone but... Everything is plastered with bits and pieces of scrap, of metal scrap. Now, this is a town built on export, specifically the export of weapons, of swords cut to fit from large sheets of metal. These are not quality swords. They're made en masse to to furnish huge armies. Uh, And so you see these leftover pieces, these jagged edges and uh, being puzzled together almost in a mosaic, uh, covering most surfaces. Hmm. And as you enter the city, you arrive at the, the very centre where some, some cities would have a fountain or a statue. Here is what looks like a, a scrap heap, just bits and pieces that people will come and collect miscellaneous pieces of scrap. They seem to be walking walking out with all sorts of bits and right in the centre is a creature sitting down and talking to everyone who comes in and taking things and leaving them with scrap. I've got to tell he's good at this. It really stresses me out. It's okay. Um, I'll, I'll make fun of him extra Thank so he loses God, confidence. Please. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah, Tully, that'll do, I suppose. <laughs> it's like whatever, I guess. Yeah, forget that I said that first thing. You're doing okay, it's fine. All right, so on to round two, where we build upon this a little bit. Does anyone want to go first, or do I have to pick one of you cowards? I mean, the, as as we were continuing, I'm almost now thinking I'm gonna I'm gonna go. Is that okay? I suppose. Thank you. Oh god. Um, <laughs> I'll allow it. Just this once. Um, I'm almost now thinking that like. 
there's room for this to be sort of like a hermit crab creature. You know what I mean? I like it. Yeah. yeah. So instead but of this being a creature that is made of metal, because I don't know how that works sort of biologically. It's, um, ma- it's magic. This is... That exists, doesn't it? Yeah, it's always magic. Not only does metal exist, Rook, <laughs> there's magic in this. You are <laughs> blowing my mind. Yeah. What's next? D- uh, <laughs> we've mentioned dra- dungeons. There be dragons. And Wild. I, it's too, it's like, too much. I feel like the listener the listener can like imagine just the shudder that went through Rook, oh, yeah, Rook's it, body oh, at the boy. thought of dragons just the, now. Yeah, and I dungeons at the same time, yeah. it's too much. Um, <laughs> anyway, go on. This is now a bi- This is by bi- bi- not bionic, the other one. Bio- organic. Bio- organic. Bio- organic. <laughs> That's the word I needed. This is now an organic creature that uh, okay. I'm thinking like, you know, like a shaved sheep. It just looks really shitty. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and it's clearly was not strong enough to survive on the land by itself. Um, and we're out in this this just sort of wasteland of scrap heap. Maybe this is an old civilization that has been destroyed in battle or just coronavirus. I don't really know. Um so these creatures that, that did manage uh, to survive. Don't worry, That'll, that won't be a thing by the time this comes out. The coronavirus, it'll be a distant memory, I'm sure. It will be. Yeah. We're <laughs> claiming that as fact right here and now. Oh. Um, so it's like the secret of I say it'll come true. Welcome to Dumb Guilfoyle predicts the future. <laughs> so, I've, all, I've already said some facts about the past on this show, if you'll remember, Tully, and I won't say any more about that. <laughs> Go on, That I'm was sorry. a menacing, that was a menacing moment. Um, so these creatures uh, that for some reason have survived, maybe they were the carriers of the coronavirus in the first place, who knows, um, have decided to, to survive even further to continue their evolution is that they have now picked up this scrap and they make it a part of themselves. Um, and as I imagine that this is a role-playing game and there's a party involved, your party comes into town, uh, figures out what sort of sees, oh, shit's pretty fucked here, isn't it? Um, I think that's a technical term. Mm. Um, and mm. they find these creatures covered in scrap metal. I imagine these creatures would have all of the good scrap metal by this point. Um, and so I guess you've got to, I mean, you know, round three when you hear about the rest of the story and how we use it but I think there's an interesting situation here for how the the sure yes I want to I want to know more yep. about the behavior of these animals so I, like they are they they're scavengers Is I would it? say yeah I think they're very timid creatures until they are just sort of bulked up with this armor because that's okay. essentially what it would be is like I, I picture a hermit crab getting a new shell right okay. yeah. um, and he's just sort of flexing he's like oh, look at my new shell and then he leaves the old one for a smaller beast um, like I would say naked they're nothing you could kick one into yeah. next week but when they're sort of all uh, cozied up in their in their metal form yeah. uh, you would not want to you would not want to come up with one of these ding dongs name did you say name yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I know I'm, I'm a good host how dare you uh, and so, like, they they just kind of they gather metal and mm, then just yep. build build armor, or yeah. is this kind of magnetized to them? I like that better because it sounds more interesting. Just like a Mechanically, ball. don't know how it works. They're just a ball, a magnet with, like, iron files. Maybe it's radiation. Can sure. radiation... We're going to say that it can. It's magical. And what That's is the good. name? You're a good host, but I'm a bad guest. Um, it's uh, the... Uh... Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Steve? <laughs> 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 
This is ex uh, that's you know that's literally exactly what happened when someone asked like someone from Minecraft what the main character in Minecraft's name is. They said Steve question mark and uh, it's actually when you when you knock all the metal filings off of this creature, it's just the little avatar from Minecraft. It's just Steve. Steve from Minecraft. It's Steve Minecraft. Notch, please don't come for me. No, um, Notch, Notch, come for us. <laughs> I we'll take it. you, you freaking fascist. Um, come back to me on that one. <laughs> yeah, um, go on. Yeah. Yeah. All right, who's going next? All right, so... I feel like it's not Tully because he's dying. <laughs> Jack. Um, so, um, I'll give a bit more context to what was said before of, yep. of the, this. You know, you come into some to some kind of dungeon, the party uh, arrives there, and they come across this automaton, this machine, of which uh, activates when they're nearby, and they see it as the only way to be able to move through. It's the only thing that can open up certain sections of the dungeon. And at first... I think that this thing, it sort of acts of its own accord. It almost acts as if, you know, those people, your, your party, aren't really even there. Mm -hmm. But you need to kind of like, hey, maybe we should follow this thing where it's going. Um, as, as you're moving through this dungeon, um, it reveals a bit more of that this, that this dungeon wasn't just, you know, some old relic. It had some sort of purpose in, uh, uh, in a, maybe a civilization before. And this automaton, this sort of rusted old machine is basically one of the last ones of it left, still doing its job, still like rolling on over the centuries and the centuries of time. Um, and as they're sort of moving through and, you know, they fight all the, all the other sorts of uh, things that have now kind of infested this dungeon, they start to see that there are other behaviours of this automaton, that maybe it's perhaps not as, uh, you know, uh, plainly automatous and without sentience as they would believe. Okay. You know, perhaps one of the party is caught in a situation where they're um, on their fighting on their back foot, and the automaton steps in okay. and and and, uh, and saves them. Yeah, nice. Yeah, wow. Okay. Mm. This thing it had completely ignored us. Now it's doing something in our favor, as it's starting to as and as the uh, because really, if you give your, I've always found that when you give your player characters an NPC of which is interesting and helpful, a lot of player characters will like we love this we love this thing now and they kind of adopt it into mm -hmm. into the party mm -hmm. um, which is always really great to see and also gives you as a DM good manipulative power <laughs> to <laughs> then do what you want with it um, yes that's what I'll, that's what I'll say for the mm -hmm. second I, I, I like it. I also like this this old ancient structure with some unknown purpose, and then one little one automaton like kind of just moving throughout with some sort of purpose. I like to think that that's some sort of you could like it's it's kind of like it's a white blood cell or something in this giant organism. Mm, it's just mm. like all right, let's get the lights back on. What I'm thing. starting to feel is very uh, like near automata. Yes, that's, that's a good reference. That's point what I'm this. trying to really what I'm. I'm feeling with this. It's some sort, it's a, a machine that long since doesn't really have a purpose anymore, but it just has to keep going. Yes, yeah. and, is, is, and as the party, you know, goes on this adventure with it, starts to see that this machine is like longing for purpose. It's yeah. not just an, uh, what it's designed for, it's longing for some other connection. Oh, same. Oh, yeah. I Ooh. believe that's called a mood. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, speaking of called, what is this pledge called? Oh. What is your hook called? What is its name? This this uh, this machine. Your hook, like, what do you want to? You can give it like you can give it an adventure title sort of thing. Like, this is the tale of to be the non copyright infringing robot. <laughs> like, um, uh, or you can call it Michael. No, no, oh, this no, Steve's one is already, Steve's already taken. Um, Stefan. Yeah, uh, I think I'll I'll just I'll call this the automaton. Okay. Nice. Yeah. I, I did think of a name. Um, these creatures are called Scrapple. 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 I like it. Thanks. Yeah. 
scrapples, scrapplings, Steve stuff the like scrapple. that. That's cute. Yeah, I like the idea that they might be actually be really cute on the inside yeah. as well. And finally, yeah, around to Charlie so, Grimley. Having walked into this town and discovered the creature folding up, uh, the creature giving out gifts of of scrap, uh, you begin to look a little closer at the at this village and. Initially, when you had seen buildings that had been plastered with, uh, with scrap, uh, almost tacked on, you find that that's not always the case. In fact, almost evenly down the middle, uh, things are no longer built on foundations. They are just empty. It's just built of scrap. And you begin to notice that when people are walking in, they're walking in to the town with gift to the, the scrap heap with gifts and they're walking out with what appear to be the same gifts but made of scrap so investigating further as of course you do you see this creature building everything from one side of the town in a perfect mirror image matching reflection oh my god harking back to that beginning word mm. um, in a perfect mirror image um, everything that is on one side He's built on the other, and the creature starts to wander around, patching things up, fixing details, making sure everything's just right. A city that is halfway hollow. And uh, that's the name of the hook. It's halfway hollow. Okay, so it's creating a replica of the city itself. Yes, yes. Okay. It's uh, So half of, half of it is completely hollowed out. It's just been made by this thing. Interesting. And the people are contributing to this. They're helping. They're helping. They're providing. They're providing. Scrap. They're, they're providing, providing gifts. Bits of bits of city, so we can recreate them. Mm. Okay. Are the people coming from out of town? Does anyone live in this city? Or yes. Is, yeah. Okay. Yes, they do. Um, well, I, I can go a little further into it. I now. just wanted a bit of clarification about the city because I'm having. I'm just yeah. Well, um, I. Does anyone mind if I jump straight into yeah, the prestige? Yeah, go on then? straight into the prestige. Uh, so, investigating you. You ask about why. Why is half of this city empty? Why is it half of it seemingly decorative? And the locals inform you that the city's been under siege for years. There's been rocks thrown, like giant rocks thrown, boulders. There's been invading armies. Um, that half of the city is is unlivable. It always has been because it's so constantly besieged. So in the end, they gave up on making the city. But, uh, well, this creature didn't want to give up, so it continued to build. It kept keeping up appearances, as if there were still people there, as if it was still something to be besieged. So the only people that wander into that half of the city now are military, are people assessing the damage and assessing who's at the gates. But uh, perhaps you've got to figure out how to stop the siege. Perhaps you can use this to your advantage, getting in and out of the area. Um, okay. So this is so this is like the details of a city. This is a setting for the players to mm. kind of and then you build the uh, the listener can build a story in this city sort of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well that's so we've got a yeah. settlement now that you yeah. can populate. So it's a it's a unique place. Have you have you been to Munich by any chance? I haven't been to Munich. Because oh, like even before you started describing like when he was like it's recreating like this like I was actually had a thought. It was just like, oh, it's it's like Munich because Munich in World War Two just had the shit bombed out of it. Mm. Um, but uh, Hitler was like quite liked Munich, so they had he had people 
um, take incredibly accurate photographs and measurements and stuff of the entire city so that it could be recreated after it was flattened, wow. which it was flattened to hell um, during World War II. But then now Munich is mostly made of concrete, but it's perfect recreations of all these wonderful buildings out of concrete. So that, yeah, that reminds that's me of incredible. that. That's incredible. Yeah, so mm. I, I like that. It's it's this weird creature that's keeping this, the spirit of the old city alive. Yeah. Yeah. Because what's better than one city but two cities? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, a tale of two cities. Zane says three cities. I three I would cities? say that three's a crowd. It's too many cities. A crowd of cities. Four oh, cities. Oh, okay, because uh-huh. then there's two each at least. <laughs> oh, and they now can sort of split off I'm and look intrigued. after each other. I'm intrigued. Who wants to go next? Wrap up their stories. Oh, Brooke do you want to go? Back? I'm just thinking. Do you want to go? Okay, yeah. I'll All right, go. There I'll we go. go. Okay, so yes. So to to, to wrap up here. Now, as you've gone through this sort of uh, journey with this automaton and through this dungeon of which I think this automaton has a very close relationship in some way. You see that this automaton that this uh, was uh, this dungeon was not just merely you know a, a dungeon. It was a, a factory. Um, it was a place where you know industry took place. Things were produced for the civilization. You know the old trope of like the civilization of which we could not understand and they were of this very you know, higher, higher tier. Mm. Um, Whose motives we could not possibly ever understand in all of our lives. A a puny mortal mind such as yours? Of course not. Yes. Yes. yes, That kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, these, you know, they they see that this was a gigantic, this dungeon was basically an industry, like uh, a uh, gigantic factory Mm -hmm. put underground. Basically, this automaton was many, one of many thousands. And as you move through this entire dungeon, you see the sort of, desiccated all the remains of many automatons like it. It's the last of its kind left. And as the party becomes closer with this automaton, and as the automaton sort of as it first seen as like a tool that gets them through the dungeon, they see that the automaton starts mimicking more of the behaviour of the party. You know, people who are who have, might have some expression with their character, it starts mimicking that. I'm getting uh, Janet from The Good Place vibes. Oh, I need to see The Good Place. I've not watched okay, it yet. Well, but, okay. um, but yeah, very, very, it starts, the more the, that, that the players interact with it, the more it interacts back. As they see this thing that's been so like bereft of kind of any sort of, you know, greater information being given to it, sort of start to mm. gain, like as, as, lang- as the players interact with it, it gains, you know, more and more a degree of I sentience. I love those stories, yeah. As sort of a, 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 sort of a purpose. I'm kind and of feeling rebooted, lost in space vibes. Yes, yes. It, it, it I, was gets go, I was going for the Iron Giant. Yes, yes. exactly, yeah. exactly. And that would be the ultimate thing of it. it. It becomes a reflection of the party and the party's values. And from that, you know, when they get through the dungeon, um, the thing is to sort of have this thing be like, well, from from everything that we've interacted with, it's now a full and fully fledged sort of sentient being. Yeah. And, you know... Maybe maybe it could join the party. Maybe it has its own ambitions, mm. and it's to now be like, oh well, we've we've done a tangibly as a party, we've done a tangibly good thing. I like that, I, and I especially like how it starts out as just like it's it starts out as an escort quest, or just like oh, this is just kind of the mechanic. This is this is just part of the dungeon, and it becomes the heart of the story. That's yes, all, I like that a lot. Yeah, mm. I I find that that I like to have NPCs like that that are important to the story, mm. not not ones that take the. The, the main stage, but ones who I can help to tell a story with, so and ones that the players can have some sort of significant interaction with the development of. Yeah. Um, but 
I'm never tr- I'm never too sensitive to be like you can't you can't destroy my baby <laughs> if it if it gets flattened I'm like mm. well that's on you <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly yeah. I especially like that this is the sort of character the characters that players will kind of you know read into themselves and imprint their impressions on and then it turns out that's what they were they were doing that they yes. were that it was becoming them that's fun yeah 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 I like that mm. yeah. the automaton nice. and finally back to Scrapples. Steve the Scrapple. Steve the Scrapple. Steve the Scrapple. <laughs> There's multiple Scrapple. Here's the situation. Uh, there was a very prosperous town back in the day, um, known entirely for their trading of a very rare, precious metal. Uh, but as the, o- the economy shifted, the tensions got heated, and uh, there was a big, big old war, as there tends to be, and uh, this town was flattened. Mm-hmm. The, uh, before anyone else could, the Scrapple moved in, took over, and started to live amongst the heap. But now your party have come across a situation where they're in desperate need of some of this metal. Uh, so what they have to do is decide to face the Scrapple and uh, deface them, s- steal them of their of their shells, or perhaps more interestingly is find the Scrapple new homes. Uh, they have to go out and find new new shells for these giant sort of sheepish hermish crabs yes. so that they can uh, use and utilise the metal and uh, reboot this precious metal economy. I like it. And uh, like, there's definitely... A I bit, love that quest. There's, mm. a, there's a party member in every party who is just like, ugh, for God's sake, and just goes to an artisan and is just like, I would like 15 large shell-shaped objects made of <laughs> ceramic uh, by the end of the week. I want handcrafted shells yes. uh, from yes, Etsy.com. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. That'll be 600 platinum, please. Yeah. I, I've, I've I've got got I, gold. I, I would like to roll to attack. <laughs> but yes, I I, I like that, um, and then o- obviously the classic moral dilemma that mm. we like that we love to put on our players bef- before remembering they're a bunch of murder hobos. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. All right. What? But uh, you know, and this can be up to the players themselves. But like, what do they look like under those shells? Again, all I picture is a naked sheep, like kind yeah, of like. Sure. Like a lot of like the gobbly bit of a turkey is sort of you know yeah, what I mean. Like, like a little, lot of sort yeah. of just saggy bits. It's not very nice. Yeah. Um. But and, and maybe we could rebrand. Like a shaved pug. Yeah. Sure. And, yeah. And how intelligent are they? Like, are they animals or not? I'm frankly, I'm picturing them to have a form of communication so that you can talk to them, yes, right? And sort of yeah. be able to explain this situation to them because I think like realistically they wouldn't be in a position where they would want to hurt you but this is also their home mm. like you would need to provide them something better for them to give this up so quickly nice all right well that's that's our show everybody uh thank you so much for listening and if you'd like to use any of the uh any of the hooks we've come up today don't mine's copyright i'm kidding <laughs> dumb bit. I, will, I will i will countermand that that is not true one thing that you what you need to consider is feel free to use them in your campaigns and such. However, Hooked is produced under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, non-derivatives, 4.0 international license. This means that you are free to share and redistribute the material in any medium or format if you give appropriate credit. Do not use the material for commercial purposes and do not remix, transform or build upon the material in any way. You can remix and rebuild whatever if so long as it stays at your table and not in the wider world. But the moment you put it out in the wider world, get in touch with us. And get in touch with us anyway if you like the show or if, you <laughs> did, or if you've used any of the ideas or any inspiration from the show. We'd love to hear from you on Twitter, on Facebook, uh, in person. You know, slip, slip a note under my door. Uh, <laughs> Stalk me? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. Not on Twitter anymore. We've been over that. <laughs> uh, but if you want to get in contact with them, just contact Graham Linehan with an insult and uh, it'll be sent with a restraining yeah. order. Yeah. Call, call Linehan a fuckhead. 
Yeah. For, for Dom. Mm. Yeah. On behalf of all of you. Go you, fuck you, yourself, you, you gammon prick. <laughs> this has been Hooked. I've been joined by regular host, Tully Grimley. Hello, hello. If you want to listen to more of my dulcet tones, you can find me every uh, every second Wednesday on the Dungeon Deep Dive, where we do research into fantasy world building, uh, specific elements. Uh, the last one that we've recorded... Uh, the last one that we've uploaded, sorry, was Siege Warfare before we've done things like castles and vampires and mermaids. Um, if you'd like to have a listen to that, please feel free. Okay, and we've been joined by Jack. Do you have anything you'd like to plug, Jack? Oh, um, I-, I will be uh, helping out in the Brisbane Sci-Fi Festival with a uh, cyberpunk um, tabletop game cool. when that is, I'm going to be When running. is that? This was released I believe this is the 1st of April. Okay, th- um, this this will be out before then. Then that's the, yeah. Oh cool. great, yeah. Um, well, I'm running that, um, so that's a live game that people can come and watch. Nice. Um, and yeah, um, I'd love for anyone to come. Um, I, I love to do live games in which I kind of explain a lot of the rules and stuff. And and it's cyberpunk. It's the cyberpunk uh, red uh, book nice. uh, box that they've come out with. It's got some of the the, nice. the r- rules that are coming out with mm-hmm. it. So that'll be interesting. That'll be fun that'll to be give fun. it a try. All right. Hell yeah. And thank you for joining us, Brooke. Do you have anything to plug? Follow me on Instagram, I guess. I like to think that I'm hot. Um, at brooke.lr. That's it. I'll be doing more interesting things. You've definitely got something to plug. Oh. Don't you? The show? Yes. Yeah, I'm making a show. (gasps) Um, It's a little while off, but I'm coming to an Anywhere Theatre Festival near you this year. Uh, This car is going to crash. If you follow me on Instagram, I'll be talking about it nonstop once all the info comes out. But uh, I'm very excited about it. Please come watch me fuck up live Anywhere is in May, is it not? Yes, May. My shows will be between the 11th and the 17th. All right. Hell yeah. And I've been Dom Guilfoyle. I've got stuff to plug, but who knows when it'll come out, so screw it. (laughs) Look, yeah, Zane is just... Breaking down, and it's totally reasonable. Thank you so much for listening to Hooked. We'll see you next time in your dreams. Bye. Bye. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.